Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. And for this week I'd like you to consider the question, are you solving the right problems? And it comes about because I came across again this story, I don't know if it's fact or fiction, about the American Space Agency, NASA, who was said to have invested millions of dollars in trying to develop a ballpoint pen that could write in zero gravity. And it was only when they realised that the Russians had solved a similar problem, the cosmonauts of the Russian Space Agency found that it was quite sufficient to use a pencil to write in zero gravity. So I suggested that NASA was solving the wrong problem. The right problem was how to write in zero gravity, not how to get a ballpoint pen to write in zero gravity. And we see this in business all the time. When you think of the stories, some of you might have been familiar with Blockbuster Video. We've covered it on the show before. They turned down a deal with Netflix because their management simply didn't think customers wanted movies delivered online or via post to their door. Kodak is another one. They didn't recognize their own invention of digital photography was disruptive and a more innocuous one Tyrac the British tie retailer they used to sell scarves and socks and things like that as well they failed to do their research about their male customers behavior because it turned out that men did most of their buying for ties when they also bought shirts so just selling ties on their own wasn't really a successful strategy and I think over recent history, the same can be said a lot of accounting and finance teams within organisations. Some of us have been very slow to the game in areas around embracing automation, things like predictive analytics, or business partnering, just to name a few areas. So why are businesses and finance teams simply guilty of solving the wrong problems? Why are we not finding the right problems to solve? Or let's put it another way, why are we so damn good at Solving the wrong ones. Uh, my best guess at this, and it's only a guess, is that it's those wrong problems that are the ones that are the easiest to tap into our existing experience, our knowledge, our skill sets. Because if you're nervous about going out there and seeking customer from our stakeholder feedback, the other option for you is to fill any gaps in yourself. And the dangerous thing with all having all that knowledge, particularly given that accounting and finance goes back many thousands of years, is that we tend to assume to know what our stakeholders and customers want. It's a bit like the idea when budgeting came in to control costs. We thought that's what organizations wanted to do and end up doing loads and loads of more budgeting. Same with cost accounting as well when that came about, or even, even the ability of computing power to allow us to produce more and more reports rather than questioning whether we needed to do more budgeting or do more reporting or what those things were trying to solve, we just did more and more of innovation or slightly improving how we did the reporting in terms of probably doing more, adding more pages to it, giving more and not really moving the needle or solving more of the problems uh, that were in front of folks. And that's why movements like Beyond Budgeting or the Agile Self-Service Dashboard type reports started cropping up because it was much easier for our stakeholders to start doing some of these things for themselves. And I suppose the thing is, like in any profession, when you've been surrounded by a context that's been framed for you for many years, both the definition or the solution of a problem becomes clouded by our own biases, and we might not even be aware of those. And that knowledge and experience that we've gained over the years could actually be a limiting factor. 
and uh, maybe it's a disease of our finance professionals, but we're very focused on doing things more efficiently, so doing things right, and probably not as perhaps as much as we should have been focused on doing more of the right things or being more effective. It's a bummer because finance professionals are really good at solving problems. But the trick is, how do we know that we're solving the right ones? And to do that, I try and break this down into three steps based on the advice we've had from guest mentors on the show over the last number of years. The first one is, or the first bit, or maybe where to start is, begin or start with why and for whom. So the why around finance professionals and and why we exist is normally to protect, unlock or grow something like a business or an organization or the financial resources. Another reason for us existing is to maybe control and contribute towards better decision making. Both of those reason detras or reasons of being helps ensure organizations are going concerns and also solves for the principal agent problem faced by organizations and and the fact that we represent the shareholders. So let's say there's a sales leader who wants a report from finance. Um, They'll probably say they want more insights by region. They're Keith growers, so they know to go after. But as a finance professional, what they probably really want, as the sales really wants, is sales that are going to convert into revenue. So i.e. those that perhaps have a better history of having customers who pay. What's the point in putting all this effort into selling if you can't book much of the revenue? And likewise, if you had a controller who wanted to run an aging of the accounts payables to stretch out the working capital period, that might not exactly be as useful as perhaps checking that the invoices within those suppliers were charged correctly in the amount of times I know my own career. I found that suppliers haven't charged correct rates or contractual rates, and there's been massive savings in there, even more effective than trying to stretch a working capital cycle. Technology can significantly help with those two two problems. So the extra work that we would have to do is actually not that much. Where the work probably comes is trying to get more underneath why a stakeholder or an internal customer is looking for a solution to a particular problem. It's a bit like when Henry Ford was led to have said, if I asked my customers what they wanted, they would have told me they wanted faster horses as opposed to cars. So well, what does it mean when they say they want faster horses? Is it that they want uh, the feeling of wind in their hair? Was it the fact that they want to get off their horses quicker because it's perhaps uncomfortable being on them? Is it that they wanted to arrive at their destination sooner? That's probably more what I think it was. But anyway, ultimately to be successful in solving the right problems, we have to start with the wine for whom and sometimes, if we're coming in from a, a position of, of not really knowing the stakeholders, we might have to build up some trust to begin with. And that's the second step here, is to ask, have and want questions. Maybe maybe this isn't really getting at what they need, but hear me out. To get at what someone needs, you just go in and tell me what you need. You need to observe people over time. You need to build up trust so that they give you opportunities to observe them. And the way to do that is ask people what it is that they want versus what they have. That is a gap. If a gap exists between the two of them, you solve for that gap, right? Uh, They build trust. You're delivering value for them. And that sufficient trust will allow them to let you more into their worlds so you have the more opportunity to listen to them, to challenge them, to observe them. And customers will rarely hand you the solution. Stakeholders are inviting you in to help them in some sort of way or because the solutions they've had to date aren't exactly the ones that have been nailing it or doing it for them. 
So the next thing is to build trust so you get those opportunities. And, and once you've been solving for those right problems, the next thing you can do to scale up your impact is literally do that, is to scale your impact, get out there and understand from more stakeholders, share what you're learning with more people in your organizations, within your professions. It really helps when you have that track record of success to, to build upon from that. So go and understand other areas have some wants. Uh, share what's working, what's not working so you can help the learning journey much faster. Also being that sounding board, that independent perspective helps people break out of those biases I mentioned that might be limiting them from their own existing experiences and knowledge. And that's why we invite guest mentors onto the Strength in the Number show to share with you again those similar stories probably from different industries, different organizations, different countries because what works in one area might not work, might also work in another. It might not, but it's giving you an idea, perhaps, or it might force you to break out of the traditional ways of thinking. That's one technique that we've discussed on the show at Mentors previously is this idea of interlocks, where you bring people together, they check in, and they share what their challenges are, and the, the peers on that call can either help each other or you can go take things offline. And again, there's enough, enough bodies behind it with slightly different angles of view on it to really drive a difference and that's where finance professionals can really help organizations we have this badge of independence but to use it in the right way sometimes we need to separate ourselves from our existing knowledge and experiences which causes bias in in solving problems anyway look i hope you found this episode useful and the three ideas in terms of how to start solving more of the right problems as well and if you did please remember to share it with your friends and colleagues, you can subscribe on all the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Spotify. And as always, really appreciate you investing your time with us today. So until next time, take care of yourselves and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers.